love hitting the highway? It's time now for Road Trips Australia with The Dark. Broadcasting through Blue Collar Media in partnership with Top Parks. There's a Top Parks holiday for every family budget. Plus, become a Top Parks G'day Rewards member and save even more. Visit topparks.com.au. G'day and welcome to the very latest edition of Road Trips Australia, an Aussie travel podcast produced by Blue Collar Media in partnership with Top Parks. Every week we go into detail of Australian road trips and the attractions along the way, the must-do stop-offs, a few tips thrown in as well and all the information that you'll need to do our road trip. We'll also put the spotlight on caravan parks located either during the road trip or at the final destination, the facilities and services that you can expect and of course the accommodation options from caravan and camping sites to on-site cabins and a whole lot more. This week we are off on a 370km road trip in Central Australia that kicks off in Alice Springs and takes in all of the must-do attractions that this region has to offer and I can tell you there are plenty of them. We'll also take a look at the Winter Sun Cabin Caravan Park in Alice Springs and I don't know about you but I absolutely love this part of Australia and I cannot wait to tell you more about it. So if you love heading off in a motorhome, love caravanning, love camping or just love getting in the car and taking off, you will love Road Trips Australia. You too can be a part of it. Just send me an email by going to bluecollar.com media.com.au and click on the contact button there. We certainly do enjoy the feedback. Let's kick things off as we usually do with our theme song, thanks to Adam Harvey. Highway number one, stick around. This is Road Trips Australia. Highway number one goes on forever. Once you hit the road, it never ends. Just ask anyone who's ever been there You go around once and you'll go around again Don't go looking in the rearview mirror Thinking about the things you haven't done Caravan, campervan, get there anywhere you can I'll see you out on highway number one It starts off with a strange and easy feeling Doing things outside the old routine Instead of reading better homes and gardens You're getting lost in travel magazines Then one day you wake up humming on the road again That's when you know it's time to go Highway number one goes on forever Once you hit the road it never ends just ask anyone who's ever been there You go around once and you go around again Don't go looking in the rearview mirror Thinking about the things you haven't done Caravan, caravan, get there anywhere you can I'll see you out on highway number one song of freedom Looking through your windscreen at the world Oh, every night there's new stars on the ceiling And a big backyard to greet at every turn Next thing you're thinking as you face the road ahead I wish I'd known years ago Savannah Way, Great Northern, Northwest Now you're in WA, head down the south The west and then the south goes in the air Oh, 15,000 K's all up and hey You're still not there 
Once you hit the road, it never ends Just ask anyone who's ever been there You go around once and you'll go around again Don't go looking in the rearview mirror Thinking about the things you haven't done There he was, Adam Harvey, with our theme song. We absolutely love that. Don't forget, you can still get copies of it. He's uh, got an album coming out later in the year as well. So hopefully, uh, as the songs come out and uh, before the end of June, I think that uh, album comes out, we certainly will introduce some of those songs to you, especially on the Camping and Off-Road Radio Show, for those of you that listen to that. But that song, I'm sure you agree, was written just for the Aussie road traveller. And uh, as he says, caravan, camper van, get there any way you can. I'm sure once we uh, we can get out there and do it again, we certainly will be doing that any way we can. Cannot wait. Don't forget, you can be uh, a part of this podcast. Just send us an email at bluecollarmedia.com.au and click on contact. And as he does each week, Vic Widman joins us on the podcast because he is the road trip guru, the owner-operator of Great Divide Tours, Vic Widman, Central Australia. I love it. How good is it? No, it's the best, isn't it, mate? I mean, <laughs> we, we keep talking about iconic road trips to do and we keep saying, oh, this this must be the one. I mm. think we said that for the last three or four weeks. Mm. But, but, you know, again, if we talk about travel in Australia, um, Central Australia jumps to mind, doesn't it, straight away? Oh, yeah. And, well, uh, mate, I know when I turned 50, that was when, and that was a few years ago now, Vic, might surprise you. Actually, I know I look very young, but um, I've got to tell you that uh, that was... <laughs> You've had a hard life, mate, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to tell you, mate, that uh, when we went, for my 50th, I said, look, you know, I want to go to Central Australia. I obviously want to go to Uluru and do all that. But I've got to tell you, this region that you're, we're going to talk about today... Mm. I got held up there big time because there was so much to see and do and we'd stayed. And yeah. it, made it, it sort of happened to me all the way along, even, you know, places like Longreach and then, you know, yeah. you know, you, get, you know what happens. You know, That's you, right. In some of the places you get, oh, how good is this? Even on the way, even after that, when I was in South Australia yeah. around the Flinders, you know, and around Cooper Pedy, and I, mean, I just didn't, you know, and I said, oh, we'll just hang here another day. In the end, I was racing home <laughs> to get well, home because I'd go to work. But anyway, I think I, mentioned, I think I mentioned on one of these other road trips about you know trying to do your plans and mm. and you know concentrate on the exact spot you want to go to because that's what happens. You mm. you get out there and all of a sudden you you know you find out about other stuff. You talk to a bloke in the caravan park or in the pub and he tells you about somewhere else to go or mm. you read something on Facebook and. You know, and, and the next thing you know, all your holidays are burnt and you haven't got out of bloody winter. <laughs> mm, mm. No, no, exactly, mate. That's exactly right. But um, but anyway, but Central Australia, that was we did get held up there around the Alice and all that and uh, for the for the very reasons that we're going to talk about today because there was just so much to see and do there and, and day trips and, and things like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, we're talking um, a, a, you know, a road trip that's about 370 kilometres, but if you actually want to divert that, you can actually extend it by another 300 k's. There's a, bit yep. a lot of land out there, mate. Oh, and there's some great stuff to see again, you know, mm. like... Um, but so, so, look, what we're talking about, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and, and duck... Uh, <laughs> We're, we're talking about Alice Springs, you know, the, the dead heart of Australia, the red centre of Australia, and uh, particularly that McDonald Range area. Mm. Um, and, and you've got it, that McDonald Range, a great big mountain uplift that's been shoved, you know, two, two, two big plates pushing together, two big sandstone blocks pushing together over a million, million years. Um, and, and up rises in the middle of it is, is where the, you know, where the two mm. big sandstone plates have met and the mountain of that range of the McDonald Range has, has pushed up uh, and then been weathered away and weathered down. And, of course, it runs uh, east-west right through the middle of, of Alice Springs itself. Mm. And you've got the East McDonald's, and there's a, there's a road trip we'll talk about one day, mate. Mm. And then you've got the West McDonald's. And, um, and that West McDonald's, but mate, I mean, you could just go for a drive. If I'm in Alice Springs and I'm stopped there for a day or two, 
Um, and I, and I, it happens a lot because, you know, that's a bit of a, a changeover point for us between trips, you know, like between our Canning trip and our Kimberley trip or our Simpson Desert Red Centre trip, and then we go on to the Flinders. So it's a changeover point for us. Mm. So we end up having a couple of nights usually in, in Alice. We get the car serviced in Alice and that type of stuff. I'll just go for a drive just on, on sunset out along that, that Larapina Drive and Namajira Drive, which heads due west out of Alice uh, itself. And it goes along the, um, what do they call that? The, 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 the range, the McDonald Range. Mm. And, mate, the sun, the sun setting and the colours on that mountain range as you just drive along out there, you just got to stop all the time and get mm. photos and mm. soak it up. Soak it up, yeah. Oh, mate, absolutely. So, mate, where are we? Uh, let's let's get started, mate. Where do we well, start and where do we go? Well, I, I, you know, Alice is obviously the ob- the obvious place to start. There's plenty of fuel and supplies, and there's big shopping centres there, and you can get whatever you like. Mm. You, know, you get your meat cryovac and all that for your overnight. You know, if you're going to go out for a few days, so you've got all of that there. You've got the transport museum just south of Alice as well. That's worth seeing. We've got all, all the old road trains in there. The Garden Railway line, the, you know, the original Garden Railway line ends there and you've got old carriages and, and that there. There's a lot to suggest in Alice itself. But, yeah, you, you get out on that, um, on that main track heading out of, out of um, Alice and um, follow that to the west onto Namatjira Drive, named after the famous Albert Namatjira, who was uh, an Aboriginal artist way back in the 1950s and 60s. Mm. And um, and he he was the, one of the very first artists to, to depict that fantastic country out there with those folded mountains and those colours that we're talking about. Um, and not far out of Alice, um, your very first port of call, because as you drive along that main road, it's all sealed road, you can take whatever type of vehicle you drive, right? Um, the very first port of call is a place called Simpsons Gap. And um, now that's, that's one of the very few of the places that you visit, you actually have to pay any money to go into. Mm. Um, it's run by the local Aboriginal corporation in there now. Um, it is probably the most popular of all of the gorges and all of the gaps that that, uh, that typify that drive along Namajira Drive. So, mm. Mm. you know, what it is, it's uh, it's the meeting of two, of two mountains, mate. It's uh, a creek, you know, the little creek has worn down through that sandstone, that red sandstone, mm. all the way down. So I mentioned, I think, when I'm in the last podcast, we talked about a kid in the chasm out in the, the Bungle Bungles, you know, and how you've got, you know, a 60-foot high, you know, crack in the, in the mountain and you can walk into it. This one's a couple of metres wide, so you're not going to be drunk. Um, and... Um, and at, at midday, the sun generally is directly overhead, mm. and the sun therefore reflects off those orange cliffs mm. all the way down, you know, to that rocky creek bed that you're standing in. Mm. And of course, it just glows a luminous colour, and it makes for some fantastic photography. Yeah, beautiful. I've actually side. been in there that around that time. You've we, been there, yeah, absolutely. Oh, we went in there, mate. Yeah, we went in, and uh, <laughs> you are right. We we got in there around about mid morning. And yep. um, and waited around for that and just looked about. Oh, mate, absolutely unbelievable. And just the yeah. rock formations and the just the whole thing, the whole experience of it, and just yep. it's unbelievable. I mean, you get there and you think, God, this is this is real. This is this is Australia. This is Australian outback right here. It's un- it's unbelievable. I, I we we were absolutely wrapped in it. And and like I said, we got held up there, up there, in, uh, Alice, because. We kept going to these places, and some of the ones that we're going to talk about today. It's just, it was a, it's one of those places that you, I think, if you're up there, um, yeah. go and do it, go and experience, and try and time it so you are around there through the middle of the day. Well, you would have experienced what I was going to talk about then, because mm. what happens, of course, is about about quarter of an hour before the sun's going to shine right down, and you got all your beautiful photos. All the tourist buses roll in. Mm. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah, there was a few there, right? And, yeah, mm. hordes and hordes of people and um, all, all speaking different languages and all that, which is all good for tourism. Uh, but they all pile out and they flood this, this little gap that you're in and then there goes your perfect picture without any human beings. But, you know, you wait half an hour and they all pile back in the bus and off they go. Mm. So you, you end up with a place back, back, you know, all on your own again and you can still get your great photos. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a lovely spot. There's a little cafe there, the, you know, the usual 
trinket shop and all that that, that, that goes with those commercial type things. And that's, that's the most commercial, I think, of the, of the majority of these places along there. Um, a little bit further up the, the way is, um, uh, is, um, sorry, jumping, sorry. <laughs> Stanley Chasm is the one that you pay the money for. It's called mm. the Simpsons Gap. Sorry, yeah. Stanley Chasm is the one you pay the money yeah, you for. Do. Yeah, you do. You don't yeah, pay the money for the other one. That <laughs> I, yeah, no, I actually thought that. Cause I know, I, 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 you should have corrected me. No, mate. that's Go all on. right, mate, because I was just trying to test my memory, but I thought it was Stanley Chasm <laughs> that we paid the yeah. – because that was was. A fair, there's a fair walk involved in that one. That's why I remember it, Vic. Oh, come on, mate. Mm. Walk. Jeez, look, I'm starting to think that if it was if you had to go from the front of the car to the back of the car, mm. you you you'd think that, you know, that was a long way. I mean think, It is, isn't it? <laughs> I suppose we've got the van on the back. <laughs> but yeah, that, that again, that was I've got to say to you, it was and the trouble when we were there when we did that, um, a lot of people paid that that uh, that fee to do it because yeah. there were people absolutely everywhere, but it was well worth doing. That was uh, we were there late in the day too on that one, um, which I guess yeah. was just the way it worked out. But um, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. were there later in the day for for Stanley Chasm, but still w- well worth it and well worth having a look. It's just the oh, it's, and it, man, all this stuff's not man made. It's just all natural environment, and yet you see the rock formations yeah. and the gaps and the. You just look yep. at it and think, it's, "Wow, what about this? It's just so natural." You couldn't, well, you couldn't design it yourself. A human could not design the scenery yep. that you get to experience there. And do you know, and that that brings us back to Albert Namajira. I mean, when he started painting these, they oh no, mate, you've got that wrong. That'll never sell, and that's not right. And he's like, look at him, and you know, he's like. <laughs> cocked his head one way and thought, what's this white fella going on about, you know? And then mm. people actually went out there and said, you know what, this is exactly what it's like, you know, because the sandstone is weathered, so it's like in blocks. It looks like someone's built it, you know? Mm. It's like a broken down old wall, but, you know, the, a, a, a beautiful wall that's been constructed and then after time and weathering, because, you know, the, the, it is all just sandstone blocks and the way it cracks and breaks after being, being laid down in the ocean, because, you know, being sandstone and all that, that originally was it was all underwater, you know, and mm. um, and it was laid down. But but yeah, look, I I, I buck it up there, and was, Simpsons Gap was the first one you come to, and that's mm. a nice uh, sandy beach that you you, you talked about. That's right, and mm. uh, and a bit of a, a puddle there. And this is the amazing thing about these gorges is that most of them actually do have water still in in the holes, the mm. water holes. Whereas mm. there's water you know, the day we were there. Well, you can be out there in the mm. middle of Australia in the worst drought ever, and then you drive down along that Namajira Drive, and you go to these various little gorges and that, and there, there's a waterhole. You know, there's always water just about in every one of these. The the next one along the the way as you follow Namajira Drive is Ellery Creek Big Hole, which explains you know why there's still water there, mm. because it is a great big billabong, um, very deep. Uh, as a result, mate, very very cold. You know, the, the, when you've got a lot of a lot of water out in that central Australia, remember, most of us visit this in in winter uh, because of the heat. That 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 you know, it's it's killer heat to be honest in the middle of summer. Mm. So people visit it in winter, and we get temperatures out there below zero in the morning. Mm. So this water is is very very bracing. If you think, oh, I'll go for a swim, man, you. Going to be ready to have three Adam's apples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will. I will. Uh, so you make your way along uh, the, the Namajira Drive, keep going to the west, and uh, every about every ten or fifteen kilometres along there, there will be a turn off mark to mm. another one of these gorges, Serpentine mm. Gorge, another one again, great rocky red cliff faces up the side of it, big water hole in the bottom. The ghost gums that are typical of, uh, of that section of Australia, and when we talk about the ghost gums, they, they get that great name because their bark is a beautiful, clear. Uh, you know, it's a very clean skin bark, mm. and it's perfectly white. Um, it's it's one of those things. I mean, what what I enjoy doing, mate, is you know when you camped out there. If you're ever camped out near a ghost gum, and you've got a full moon, you go out at night with your camera and your tripod. And oh wow! Like these, the bark on that ghost gum just lights up in that full moon, mm. and you get the most eerie type photos 
um, of, of these trees. You know, it's just something to think about, guys, if you guys and girls, if you're listening to us, you know, take a tripod with you, uh, put it on about a 10 or, 30 or 15 second, uh, you know, time lapse thing, and, um, and you'll get some incredible photos with the, the old ghost guns with a little bit of moon reflection coming off it. And you'll find those those trees all in each of these gorges that we talk about. But eventually you'll you'll come to the one that I like the most. Uh, it's a big, really big gorge. It's called Ormiston Gorge. Yep. Um, I think you, God, I think last time I went there, you might have had to pay to even park your car, but but um, that's no great drama. Mm. Um, and um, but Ormiston Gorge involves a fair bit of walking. Um, and in fact, I mean, you can walk as much as you like. You can climb. You know, there's big boulders all through the valley, uh, much bigger than those other ones that we talked about. And um, and again, a big variety of colour this time in that sandstone. There's even some rocks in there that look purple, mate. Mm. So it's, mm. it's quite. Did you get out to Ormiston at all? No, we didn't, mate. No, we like I said, we we um, we were on a bit of a schedule and we were running behind, eh? <laughs> a bit yeah, time. oh, that happens, mate. Mm. Yeah, we were running happens. behind, but. Um, our plan was to get to Uluru, which is what you know. That was what the trip was about. It says that we got held up in that region, uh, yeah, for, for, you know, yeah. in the Alice, and thought, "How good is this?" So it's certainly, the one thing I wanted. You, you mentioned the Transport Museum, the Hall of Fame, and the yeah. one thing I wanted to do was go to that. And mate, even that never got a look in. But I was abs- I was pretty, <laughs> I was pretty filthy on that, to be honest. But but yeah, saying you'll that, get there, mate. Yeah, but in it's saying that, yeah, that's right. We'll get back out there. And in saying that. Well, mate, that was the plan. We would have been out there around about now. Um, so, yeah, yeah, there is plans to yeah. get out to the Territory for an extended stay. I think we do about six radio shows up there. So we'll be checking yeah. out plenty of the places. So, But no, no, yeah, no, well, all good. Well, Ormiston is, is one you're going to put on your list, mate, because it, it's a beautiful place. And um, about, it's about 130k west of Alice. So, you know, you can go out for the day. If, you, if you've got a base in Alice Springs, you're one of the great caravan parks in there. And um, and then you you know you can head head back again, but you know if you start looking at these gorges and start to enjoy them, you're going to find that you need a bit more time. Uh, quite a few of them have got little campsites um, scattered around, um, so again you can camp out there. Um, even Orson Gorge has got a little bit of a campsite nearby. It's a bit it's a bit crowded. It's not the kind of thing I like too much because you you know being a a, a, a sealed road. I mean you get a lot of the backpackers coming in. You know, with the 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 the, the bangs, you know, the, the slide doors that they have, and they seem to, you know, shut that door five hundred times in one night for some reason mm. as they get in and out of their their, their, their vans. But um, but if you continue to, to head west, you come to um, Glen Helen, and again, that's a, another very large waterhole. In fact, it's probably the biggest waterhole of the whole lot that we that we are looking at as we go along the West McDonald Ranges. Mm. Um, it's, it's actually got a, the Glen Helen Resort. There's a resort there. And, geez, I'm going back a long while, mate. Probably 20, 25 years ago, um, I did a light plane flight out of out of Glen Helen and flew over the, the West McDonald's. And, oh, wow, like, isn't that an eye-opener? And doesn't that show you how these two, you know, sandstone plates, as I call them, there's probably a better word for it, but, you know, how they've come together and then pushed up because you can actually see the ribs of it running, you know, all the way to the horizon each way as you fly over Glen Helen Gorge. Mm. Uh, and yeah, the, the amazing thing is, you know, probably you know, thirty k either side of this Rocky Mountain range, it's just dead flat sandy desert country mm. either side of it. Mm. You know, like this just comes up out of out of nowhere. You know. And um, it's uh, so Glen Helen. You can camp there. You can stay in the resort. All that kind of stuff. If that if that rocks your your boat, as they say, um, I'd recommend continuing on from there and, and keep heading west. As you go along, there's a there's Mount Sonder, which is I think it's the second highest uh, mountain in Northern Territory. Mm. Mount Zeal, I think, is the, is the other highest one, which is also in that area. But they they stand out um, on the horizon. And Mount Sonder is, um, oh, it's, it's like a mauvey-type colour. Mm. Um, again, you know, you, it's hard to work out where these colours come from. And I think that's more of the atmosphere. Um, and it might be the desert oaks that, that are out there. That's the other thing, mate, is that the, the desert oak trees, they only grow in a certain band through Central Australia. 
So yeah, right. you, you'd be driving along, you don't see any, and then all of a sudden you're in a whole forest of these desert oaks. Mm. It's like like a garden, you know. No, so, it's beautiful um, out there, isn't it? The centre of Australia, I think everybody, no matter who you are, whether you're into what we do or you're not, should experience Central Australia. Oh, oh, it's just, you, it's yeah. the, it, to, for me, it's the real deal. Look, I, th- I think the whole of Central Australia is a bit undersold. Oh, 100%. You know? like, exactly. They talk about Uluru and Ayers Rock and mm, all that stuff. That's right. You know, and um, but and, and they might occasionally you hear some people talk about Kings Canyon, which mm. you can do the loop down to that if you want to, which is mm. brilliant. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, this, these gorges and these mountains uh, on that West McDonald Range out of Alice Springs, People don't talk about it very much. You know, they talk mm. about going to Alice and seeing, you know, seeing the Dream Time and mm. you know, doing, seeing the Aboriginal art, which is all fantastic. There's no doubt about it. Going to the, going to the old Telegraph Station because the old Telegraph line used to run through through there. Yeah, look, that's all brilliant stuff. But tell you what, mate, there's some really, really spectacular country to the west of Alice Springs. Well, when you look at mm. what you like, you talked about almost and Gorge. You said it was your favourite. I mm. mean, I mean, I'm just looking at some photos of that now. Why wouldn't it be your favourite? I mean, the fact that, <laughs> I mean, it bad, is incredible, it? <laughs> mate. It's just incredible. Yeah. And for people that are listening to this, go on and Google Ormiston Gorge in, in, yeah. in the Northern yeah. Territory. It is unbelievable. And the fact that you can actually drop, jump in your vehicle and drive yeah. there is just, I mean, we always say it in, in all our platforms, whether it's on this podcast or whether it's on the radio program, we yep. always encourage people to see Australia. This is why. I mean, people will travel all over the world and go to, you know, look at some wall that was built somewhere or some plaque in yep. some European country. I mean, back of that. Yep. I mean, hop in the car and yep. go for a drive in your own country and you'll see what we're talking about because that's – I mean, no wonder that's your favourite. It was. It's amazing. But anyway, sorry, mate. Yeah. I, I want No, you – and that's that's a good point, you know, that you, you know, direct people to, to Google that, to see it because – I try to paint a picture, and mm. then I run out of bloody words to, mm. to do oh, it's it. Amazing, you know, mate! It's just amazing. I mean, it's just, and these places are right here in Australia. You don't have to go anywhere. Just hop in the car and go. Yeah, yeah, and that's mm. that's something that we're going to really concentrate on. I think over the next, oh, next six to twelve months yeah, here after yeah, what's been I'd, going on. I'd say you know? so, exactly. Anyway, <laughs> but look, just just quickly on that almost in Gorge again. You know, it's I, I remember we parked the car in the car park, and and literally within ten minutes. I'm right down in the middle of that gorge. Now, mm. you know, that, that, it's not a big walk, you know. I mean, for the for the dedicated walkers, you can do the Larapinta Trail, mm. which follows the whole of that mountain range that you've been driving along. It's something like a 10 or 12-day walk, mm. you know. So, I mean, if you're, if you're right in there, if that's what gets your, your socks off, you know. I mean, there is, there is one of the best walks you can do anywhere in Australia is the Larapinta Trail. Mm. Uh, very, very hard on the on the old boots because you're walking on rocks all the time, mm. um, mate. At the end of that, the end of the bitumen there. Although I think the bitumen now continues down a little bit. I was trying to rack my mind because the map here shows that it's sealed. But I, when I drove it there probably five six years ago, there were still some dirt sections. So maybe maybe they've, they've progressed with the the bitumen. But what I'm getting at is you go down to a place called Tyler's Pass. Yep. And there's a great lookout at Tyler's Pass, and you look straight down at this thing called Goss's Bluff. Goss was one of our our first um, uh, explorers that went out through all that you know red centre country. I mean, how bloody tough were they, mate? They were oh, doing yeah, this in definitely. the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, you know, oh, mate, we've known. We, yeah, <laughs> I, well, I take my hat off to all of those those blokes. I mean, they. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you talk about Birkham Wills, and you look about. You know, you look at the even the local ones. Like when I say local, I mean local to Sydney, like you know yeah. Lawson and Wentworth, who crossed over the Blue mm. Mountains with no equipment, no nothing, no road, no technology, <laughs> no road, no nothing. Yeah. Just with yeah, horses and, yeah. and donkeys. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's just incredible. Yeah. The, the, yeah. These way I before their time. Oh. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, these days we're telling people to make sure they take a sat phone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, uh-huh. it's incredible. But look, this this view of, from Tyler's Pass down to Goss's Bluff. Now, mm. the great, amazing thing. I mean, when you look at Goss's Bluff, it's, uh, again, desert, flat desert country mm. with this great mountain range just jutting up out of it, you know. And you start to go, wow, I wonder what's happened there. Well, it was, it was, mate. It was an asteroid that hit hit about 142 million years ago, all right, mm. and came down and impacted the Earth. I mean, 
holy cow, you would have heard that over here in your place. <laughs> I know, um, I was just about to say that. Uh, there, would have, there would have been people in, in Sydney going, what was that? <laughs> it was that, exactly. You know, I mean, this is probably one of the things that helped wipe out the dinosaurs, mm, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and again, you know, like I've seen it, I've got photos of it, I've driven right into Goss's Bluff, but, but, you know, anyone listening to us, you know, like just Google up Goss's Bluff and look at mm. some of the aerial photos. Mm. And you can see that, hey, you know what? That's dead right. That looks mm. like a crater on the moon, mm. you know? Mm. And um, and that's what it is. It's a crater. It's a giant crater. And, um, yeah, look, they've got a road you can drive right into the actual centre of the crater and then do some walks around inside. Look, when you walk around out there, um, what surprises me is the, the amount of, of life. Um, there's lizards, there's birds, there's all sorts of things. There's lots of what I call the wheel tracks in the sand. It's mm. all red sand out there. Mm. But you see footsteps everywhere in the sand from the lizards and little goannas and then the nightlife. Like at night, the place must just be a riot because you get up the next morning and there's footprints everywhere. Yeah, right. You know? So all these animals are nocturnal. They come out late at night. Yeah. I mean, you've got to watch out. There's brown snakes and there's, you know, western taipans and death adders and all those other things that can kill you. Mm. But you just keep an eye out where you walk. But and there's also a huge number of wildflowers, and you know I've, I've travelled. I haven't travelled out there in the summer because I'm not stupid, mm. which despite what you might think. But um, but you know I've travelled over a broad range of the winter period from from May right through to September, and there's always wildflowers to be seen. You know, um, the Australian plants are a very very hardy plant. Let me mm, tell you, mate. absolutely. Um, and as a result, most of them are very spiky. So you, you got a very spiky uh, leaf on them, and um, and some of them even have you know big giant thorns on it. And the whole idea of that is that one, first of all, the leaves are not a broad leaf; they, they have a very narrow, and in this case, in the desert, a spiky type leaf. That's to stop the evaporation of the moisture. Mm. Um, if you look at you know a deciduous plant, and you've got a very broad leaf on you know, your, your, your deciduous trees, which are all European, that's because they don't have the harsh sun that we've got. So over here, even the gum leaves, you know, your gum leaves are long and narrow. So that's so that they don't evaporate. When you look at the leaves on the plants out around Goss's Bluff and that, they're just needles because that's how hot it gets. I mean, in summer, you could cook an egg on the bare rocks on yeah, the ground. Yeah, yeah. Incredible, mate. It's just incredible. And this is, this is the, you talk about the red centre. I mean, hello. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, how hot do you reckon it would get there in summer? I mean, you wouldn't go out oh, there, obviously, but it'd be in the mate. 50s, have to be like in just in the... Oh, well, the, the silly thing is that, you know, we all take our, our readings for temperature in the shade. Mm. Uh, that's, a, that's the silly part to start off with because there's no shade out there, mm. you know. No. Uh, I mean, even the ghost gums I talked about, you know, mm. they've got very, very few leaves on them. You know, they're not a big, bushy, giant, jump, you know, healthy tree. Mm. They've got very few leaves. They're very narrow and they, they, they hardly cast a shadow at all. They basically just filter the light, you know, because I know I've tried to, you know, in the middle of winter, I've tried to find a place to get out of the heat of the sun. Mm. So, you know, you would be talking, you know, temperatures in the sun out there with the heat reflecting off the rocks be north of 60 degrees. Yeah, feet, mate. Right? Yeah, right. wow. Yeah, that's warm. Anyway. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, that's why you don't go out there. You, you know, you're, you're perishing. But then once again, you know, like, our, you know, uh, the Aboriginal people, they lived there all year round mm. for 40,000 years. Yeah, that's right. You know? Yep. And they walked on that ground in bare feet. Mm. Yeah, oh, mate, incredible. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'd stub my toe on the first rock. <laughs> so much history out there as well, Vic. That's the thing I like about these places, the history. Like You talk about the, you know, the asteroid or the comet, whatever it was that hit the ground. I mean, okay, it was. Yeah. they say it was 142 million years ago. It's still part of our history of... Of, of, oh, of, yeah. you know, I mean, it's. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember when we were in Winton a few years ago, when it's the dinosaur capital of Australia. Okay, so, but when they yeah. showed they they showed some video that was made, obviously made up, of what Winton looked like a hundred yep. million years ago, and it was mm. an oasis mm. of of good, rainforest. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It, just incredible. I mean, I don't know how they know this. But obviously yeah. they do through scientific testing and archaeologists and all that stuff. I mean, that's all too smart for me, mate. I'm that bright. Okay, you know. People are smarter than yeah, you and yeah, I. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I mean, these things, um, and 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 the, I mean, that's a very interesting. And we'll we'll do a, a, a trip up through um, through Queensland, like up through the Channel Country, and up country. through there because yep. I mean, places like Winton, 
in Queensland where you do the dinosaur thing there. It's just amazing. It's, it's funny. I know we've sidetracked here, but I, I, when we did it, I thought, yeah, well, let's well, let's do that. And that was another place we got held up. Jesus, you have. Yeah. Well, I thought, oh, this will be good for this will be good for the kids. I've got to tell you now. I'll be honest with you. I got more out of it than they did. I was just astounded. You know, when you go and look at you know, you go and look at the stampede. You talk about those footprints that you found in the um, those footprints that you you see in the red dirt out there in in the centre of Australia. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I mean, at Winton, the footprints from a hundred million years ago from. From no, dinosaurs are still in the, in the ground. Yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah. Anyway, I, I wonder, mate. All right, so from no, from right. Goss's Bluff, no, we're no, off right. to we're going to start heading towards Kings Canyon. Well, that's right, mate. You've got your choice then. When you get to that point, you can either you know start to head back east towards um, Alice Springs on Larapina Drive, mm. or you turn west on what they call the Red Fenway. We we used to call it the Marini Loop, and any any old old. Uh, ladies and gentlemen listening to the show that have travelled a bit would know the Marini Loop goes from Kings Canyon up around past Goss's Bluff. Um, but, you know, we, they, we love renaming things, so they're now called the Red Centreway. Mm. You're definitely going to be on the dirt road there. It's a good dirt road. Again, you know, again, that comes down to your own experience, but, you know, it's a good dirt road. Um, you need a little permit to get to travel on that, but before you leave, Alice, you want to go to the information centre, it costs you five bucks, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to drive down through there because they'll go through a bit of Aboriginal land, so you know. And sometimes that that might be closed because there's you know some some business going on, and uh, might be someone's you know passed away or something. So we've got to respect that. But that that dirt road, yeah, that leads all the way down to to Kings Canyon. If you don't do the you know what I call the shortcut back towards to, towards Alice, and. Um, the uh, again the drive is just great. You're out in more more desert country. You'll go through a couple of low low mountain ranges, but nothing as spectacular as what's along that that Nemadura Drive. Mm. But then when you get into Kings Canyon, holy cow! You know you want to spend a couple of days there, mate. And um, mm. and that walk that you do, and I, I, I know I keep talking about walks, and you have to take every time I do. I'm just looking your notes here, Vic. Five hours. Yeah, yeah, you need near five hours, mate, um, because it's a big canyon. You know, mm. like those cliffs at that at Kings Canyon, they're a good four hundred foot high, mm. and they're sheer cliffs. They're straight up, so mm. you've got to climb up um, at the edge of, at the end of the the canyon, and it's it steps all the way up. And so you know, you take your time and take plenty of drinking water with you, mm. and you climb up that, and then you, you go around the the top of the of the edge of the the canyon. In fact, it's. Uh, I think I mentioned, you know, in one of the previous podcasts on the Bungle Bungles that, you know, it's like nowhere else in the world. This is one of the few places where I saw a couple of rock structures which were like the beehive structures of the Bungle Bungles uh, up on the top of the cliffs there at Kings Canyon. So, you know, it's a, a really well-marked track, but there's no no safety rails, mate. I mean, you walk up to the edge of that, and I, I put a photo in the little note I sent you, mm-hmm. a photo I took off, Kings Canyon, then you can see you can walk right to the edge. Mm. There is no guardrail, and and it's a four hundred foot drop straight down into the creek yeah. bed. Right. You know, I mean, I like you get up there and you you lay down on your belly and you you creep forward and you <laughs> your, your head over and holy crap, man, that's a long way down. Oh, mm. uh, yeah, that'll <laughs> be. You hold your camera out and you're shaking. Oh, I'm going to drop the camera. It's amazing how it makes you uh, go weak at the knees. <laughs> But yeah, look, you walk right around there, and you can you, you at the end of the gorge, you've actually crossed down through a little place they call the Garden of Eden. Again, it's a little waterhole down in a very deep gully, full of bird life and that down there. And then you climb back up, and and then you're on the what I call the southern side, which is that sheer cliff, as you can see in the most of the photos you see of Kings Canyon. Mm. And you walk around that edge and back. And look, you know, the few times I've done it, it's always taken me about five hours because, you know, look, I don't rush it. I'll kill myself if I rush out there. Mm. And um, and I just want to soak it up, you know, and enjoy it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> incredible. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, that's what's – I mean, if you – do you run trips out – do you run trips through here, Vic? Yeah, look, every, now and then we'll, every now and then we'll, we'll do a, a, you know, a, a red centre trip or, or up the middle, something, something of that nature, you know. Um, they're not a regular tour that we do. But every now and then um, we'll, we'll whack one on and uh, and away we go and, 
usually start down the bottom at Port Augusta and we just yeah. you know, do a thing right up the centre mm. and we take in all these great locations. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's just, just brilliant. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, you talking about it, Vic. Oh, man, I just, anyway. <laughs> As you know, yeah, anyway, all good. Okay, so from there, yeah. where do we head from there, Well, from mate? there, you, you can, yeah, look, I mean, you know, a lot of people from there would tip down to Ayers Rock and we can talk about Ayers Rock another day because that's mm. a whole place on its own. Yeah. But, yeah, you head back to the east uh, and you'll you'll get back on the Bitchman Road once you hit Kings Canyon, and um, and you come in past um, into Hermansburg. Yep. And and Hermansburg itself again, you've got the ruin there of Namajira's house that he was born in, and they've done a bit of restoration on that. And yeah. it's a tiny, tiny little place yeah. worth having a look at. And then of course in Hermansburg itself, that's the jump off point as we call it to go into the fantastic Palm Valley. Um, again, another. Another side track, you definitely need a four-wheel drive to get into Palm Valley. A lot of soft sand, water crossings, and then low-range rock hopping. But boy, oh boy, you know, like you need a couple of days in there, mate, because, yeah. you know, there's rock formations. There's a fantastic walk you can do. Uh, it's just great. And then, you, you know, you're right up in the, in the big water hole, you've got these cycad palms and these great big palm trees, and they reckon they go back 100 million years as well, yeah. you know, from when... From when Central Australia was like you said, it was like a bit of an oasis, mm. you know, with water and everything all around it, mm. and there were palm trees. Yeah, it's amazing to think that it's like, it was like that. When you look at oh, it, when you look yeah. at it, when you look at it today, it's called the Red Centre. I mean, it's hard to believe that, that, yeah, were, that yeah. there was a time, albeit a hundred million years ago, or forty million yeah. years ago, whatever, that it was yeah. actually an oasis of greenery and water and palm trees and you know yeah. all that. Mm. Yeah, it's hard, hard to fathom, and it's incredible to think that, that those palm trees still exist from that era. Yeah. And only in that one little spot, nowhere else, yeah. nowhere else, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, look, at, at that point, there's another, you know, one of my favourite drives, I think I've talked about it on the off-road camping show with you, you know, down through Boggy Hole, yep. down along the Fink River. That's a, that's a whole road trip in itself, and that's that's a jump-off point for that. Stay on the bench, you head, head on your way back. There's a turn-off to Wallace Rock Hole, Camp out at Wallace Rock Island, an Aboriginal community, and um, and they're really good because you can do a little Aboriginal guide tour there. They they show you grinding stones and 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 you know stone heads where they use as axes and spears. So that's that's a really good experience out at Wallace Rock Island. Uh. Um, and then as you head back then towards just before the uh, the, the Larapina Drive rejoins Namajira Drive near Stanley Chasm. Um, there's Owen Springs, which is off to the, the south, and you can drive down through Owen Springs. Again, probably best with a four-wheel drive. Yeah. And, uh, and again, you can camp in Owen Springs as well. And I've, had, I've camped in a couple of spots down there. Red Bank Gorge is great. Most of the time, it's got a, a water hole with water in it. I've seen it dry once. Um, and in Lawrence, Lawrence Gorge, there's some great camping down there on the, on the river itself there near a place called Haunted Tree Ball. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed too. You've got uh, you've sent me through some photos of ruins there of the uh, Owen Springs homestead. I mean, yeah, it's amazing yeah. to think that you know that once upon a time there were communities out there and people living out there and, and making a living off the land. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's great that you know. I mean, look, there's not a lot left of that ruin, but they've done, done a bit of work on it. They've, mm. Painted it up white uh, to try and preserve the stone from from rotting away. I mean, you know that you imagine that sixty degree plus heat that I'm talking about, and then the strong winds and the sand that whips around. I mean, you know, anything that's left, it's it, you know, it, it turns into very poor condition very very quickly. The other thing about so, the thing about ruins, Vic, and and no matter what where you are in Australia and your trip over the ruins, the last thing standing is always the fireplace. Yep, amazing. Oh, it's the strongest part, isn't it? Mm. The strongest part of the building yeah, because amazing. it's all stone, mm. you know, and it's got corners on all, all sides, and yeah. But you'll always come across the stone fireplace, won't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and I, I don't know about you. Well, I don't know about you, mate, but I look at that and I sit there and I think, oh, geez, I wonder, you know, like just imagine that was their fireplace. That's what they cooked over. That's right. Kept them warm, mm. you know, and then for cooking, you know, like that was the only cooking they had was the open fire. Mm. Not, you know, it gets cold in winter out there, but in summer, like, yeah, it's 60 degrees. <laughs> they're eating salads. You know, and, and the poor old, 
the poor old missus has got to stoke up the fire yeah. and, and cook dinner. Yeah, <laughs> eating salads. Yeah, that's what they would have been yeah. having in summer, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's just incredible letter. to think that. And it is amazing. Like if you if you would you know you sit there and I've done that when you've gone into these ruins and you you're looking at the fireplace and that's what you think you think you know like you know 150 yeah. years ago whatever it was there was actually people living here like a family living yep. here sitting around Think this family. fireplace yeah mm. that's right sitting around this fireplace one cooking their food and two keeping themselves warm and you're just yeah. and it's just amazing to think this is what went on right where you are standing and then yeah. and that's the thing yeah. about these like these shows we do and this podcast is that we we want to encourage people to go out and do that you just stand there in silence i do but yeah. i guess it has yeah. effects different ways it's like when you go to the wrecks up at you know you go to the plane wrecks up the cape or different yeah. places and you stand there and just you take it in and you just the, think it's, well, it's just yeah. incredible i wonder what that was like when, yeah. when people were here doing this and yeah. what kind of a life they were leading you yeah. know it's yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, i'm tipping not as exciting as life today that's for sure they would have been doing it pretty hard out there vic wouldn't they Oh yeah, they wouldn't be complaining of RSI, mate. No, not at all. I mean, <laughs> they would have been doing it real hard, especially in that part of the country. And like you say, you know, not too far away, you can get to the, you know, the high 50, 60 yep. degrees in summer. I mean, yeah, mate, as long as yeah. they had gazebos out there, just you know, unbelievable. Yeah. unbelievable. And, and in winter, you know, this is the other thing that that a lot of our customers when they come on a desert trip with us, you know, I tell them, you know, look, you've got to take some warm clothes because it's often in winter, you know, you've got sub-zero temperatures uh, overnight, especially in the morning. And, um, mm. you know, one of the coldest days I've ever had um, it was down near Chambers Pillars, just south of Alice Springs. It mm. never got above five degrees all day, mm. you know. Mm. And um, so, you know, it, it can change. But then the next, you know, two days later, the wind blows from the north and you've got a 30-degree yep. day, you know. All right. So, so then after Owen. you do that, you, um, you do the Owen Springs Reserve and then head back to the Alice. Well, you need to go, yeah, look, go back to Alice. And look, there's a, there's another, you know, there's another five weeks of trips that we could do around Alice, but mm. this show can't go that long. Mm. Um, we can talk about some of the other things, some of the great road trips, the old Garn Railway Line, yep. for example. Yep. You know, the East McDonnell Ranges, Rainbow Valley. Oh, mate, it just goes on and on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like me sometimes. Yeah, no, well, Vic, that's why we get, <laughs> that's why we thought we get you on this podcast because we can give you a lot more time. And you can just, you know, and, and man, you know what? It's very informative, and I've got to tell you some of the feedback we're getting. People are enjoying it, uh, yeah, and that's what it's about. Yeah. And, and and it is about uh, us trying to encourage people to take some of these road trips. I mean, we started off with the Great Ocean Road, you know, a month ago, and here we are now yeah. in the middle of Australia, and you know, and who knows where we'll yeah. be next week and the week after that. But that's what we want well. to encourage people to do. And I mean, that's why people go to the four wheel drive and caravan shows and go and buy themselves four-wheel drives and caravans so they can do exactly what we are talking about today. And if we can encourage one person to do one of our road trips, well, our job is done, Victor. Yeah, I think you're right, mate, because it's a fabulous country. And, mm. um, you know, one of the things that I take great pride in, Duck, is that, you know, we run the training courses where we teach people how to handle their four-wheel drives. Mm. And, and I get emails and letters back from people, and they say, Dick, you've, you've changed our life. We've been travelling ever since we did the training. We've been all over Australia, and you've made us see and achieve things that we we never thought we could. And oh, mate, that that just makes me feel so good to be honest, because mm-hmm. it is a beautiful country, and um, and we don't have to travel overseas. I'm not saying we shouldn't, because there's some fantastic stuff overseas. But by golly, we've got some great stuff here in good old Australia, mate. Yeah, no, definitely, mate. We certainly do. All right, mate. Well, um, another good one this week in Central Australia. So uh, what we say, uh, Road Trips Australia is certainly that. Um, and yep. that is a ripper, mate, an absolute cracker. If anyone wants to check out some of your trips that you've, uh, you're have you doing, Vic, and um, and do later in the year as well as next year, they can jump on your website, 4wd.net.au. You can certainly do worse than that or just Google Great Divide Tours. That'll do it, yep, and uh, look at some of the photos I've put up there and look at our, our Facebook site, the Great Divide Tours. I've, I've been putting up, a, trying to put a photo up every day of some of the great places we go to and, um, oh, boy, it just brings back great memories. Yeah, absolutely. All right, mate. Well, we'll, um, we'll talk uh, next week and we'll, we'll give uh, everybody another road trip. All right, we'll do that, mate. I, I might look at that dinosaur trail you're talking about. Yeah, I'll, oh, mate, yeah. That, eh? Definitely mm. worth it. That's a great trip up through there and a lot of history as well and, uh Anywhere up yeah. around that channel country, you know I love it up there, and all that around Winton is just unbelievable. 
And uh, yeah. so if we, that's a great – and anyone who wants to do a, a trip up around, you know, northwestern Queensland, you've got to put mm. Brinton on the list. It's an absolute cracker spot. And, uh, and yep. again, the same as what you say about the Territory. You know, winter time, that's the time to go. And during the day, yeah, it can be warm, and you know, but you'll still jump in some of those hot springs up there. But at night time – Mate, you'll be cold. running for the Woolies. <laughs> it can get sure. very, very cold. All right, mate. Yeah. All very right, good, mate. and we'll talk again next week. Good on you, mate. You take care. Good on you, mate. And that was Vic Widman from Great Divide Tours. Don't forget, check out his website, 4wd.net.au. And, uh, look, if you want to get out there and see Australia and see some of that uh, beautiful scenery that Vic talks about, you can certainly do it with him and his team at Great Divide Tours, 4wd.net.au. And as you know, this is a partnership, this podcast, with Blue Collar Media and, of course, Top Parks. Don't forget they have more parks in more places. In fact, they've almost got 300 parks, and it won't be long before they get to 300 and a whole lot more. And what that means for you is that there are options absolutely everywhere, no matter where you go in this country, whether you want to go to the bush or whether you want to go to the beach, you can certainly find a top park that will suit you and, of course, your family and, of course, all the accommodation needs as well, uh, from beautiful campsites to caravan sites, ensuite sites for caravans, drive-through sites for big motorhomes as well. They cater for just about everybody and, of course, the cabin accommodation and it's just getting better and better and better. And I know we were at Kings Park Retreat, which is a top park down there in Ulladulla on the New South Wales south coast for the bushfire relief uh, weekend we did what a place that one was I mean <laughs> unbelievable water theme parks it even had a seven a seven D theater I mean hello ever been to one of those seven D theater as well as a little cafe there and of course the the bar was fantastic and also a big fire pit it was just unbelievable and you talk about cabins well the cabins there were were just another level though in fact they named them cottages for a very good reason because they were certainly a lot more than just cabins. They were like little homes. It was incredible. So that's just one of the parks that um, that are under the top parks uh, banner of parks all around the country. Now, I did mention that you can find their parks from um, the beach to the bush, and this one, because we are talking about Central Australia, is located in Alice in the Alice, and it is called the Winter Sun Cabin and, Ho- and Caravan Park. And again, we are blessed with the company of the lovely Laura, who is one of the gurus there at Top Park. She's on the line. Laura, how are you going? G'day. I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm going all right. You did a great job last week. You're back. Thank you. I'm very honoured to be back two weeks in a row now. Uh, Mate, you're killing it. You're going well. (laughs) Yeah. And and, uh, anyway, all very good. Winter Sun Cabin and Caravan Park at Alice Springs. Have you been there? I certainly have. Yeah. Um, what about your job? I mean, you're like us, Michelle. We usually we talk to Michelle Hanson <laughs> as well, who basically looks after one part of the country. You look after another part of the country. But part of your job is you get to go to all these places. How good's that? That's, that's exactly it. Um, I I think I have one of the best best kids in the world. I'm sure as Michelle would say the exact same thing. We get to travel, get paid to travel, um, and talk to parks about parks and see regional uh, opportunities, and it's. Yeah, we're on a really good wicket, that's for sure. Yeah, happy days, and that's what we like. <laughs> All right, well, tell us about this one, because we've been talking about the Alice and talking about some of the attractions and and uh, and some of the little ro- the road trip, you know, basically when that starts from Alice that does a big loop around everywhere and then comes back, to, uh, you head back to the Alice. This is a great place to park yourself um, and then go and, do, go, and, go and spend, you know, a week, because the, the trip that we just did, you could spend, you know, it's not, not, you could, you know, I mean, we talked about, I think it was about a 370 kilometre radius or even up to 670 with, with um, a couple of extras thrown in. But you want to, you want to, when you get back to, you know, civilization, you want to get back to a park, winter sun, it, it's a, it's a cracker. It certainly is. And it's really one of those traditional parks as well. So as much as they've got the, uh, the two bedroom cabins and the studio cabins as well, um, Rob and Alison there, they, they've had the park. Oh, goodness, I think they're nearly coming up on two decades. Um, and they are genuine locals themselves. So mm. born and, uh, and raised in Alice. So they have got all the hot tips mm. um, in regards to everything and anything you could possibly think of. They can run tours um, for you, give you all the best places to go. Uh, and like Kimberley Land last week, these guys also offer van storage as well. So if you just want to pack up the essentials um, and really 
go out rural, you certainly can. Yeah, you say it's it's a uh, it's a traditional park. It certainly is that. You know, it's got the swimming pool and and all that, but it's got a couple of amenities blocks, LPG gas refills, which is very handy when you're uh, mm-hmm. out, out on the road, and then it's you know obviously got the laundry and and um, barbecues at a coin-operated shaded eating area. Everything it, it is like you say, it's a, it's a traditional. Um, park, um, and you've got, like you say, that storage available. You've got luggage storage for free. What's the story there? Uh, so much the same. So if you wanted to take your van but you didn't want uh, everything sort of inside of it and mm. sort of for, for off-road reasonings, you had to be a little bit lighter uh, than what you sort of anticipated, then you can the park will definitely hold on to your gear until you come back around. Yeah, fantastic. And not too far either, a short walk to the supermarket and shops and uh, and all the yeah. usual things that you, you know you, that you'll need to go and grab those supplies. Uh, it's basically just a short walk away for that. That's it. They're, they're so well located, and signposting is like it's so easy to find them once you get into Alice. Um, did it without a, a GPS as well as the signs around, and then you go right there on the left hand side. So it is really nice and easy. Um, yeah, perfect, perfect positioning if you wanted to just stock up before you head back out again, or somewhere where you wanted to base yourself for a little bit. And as you say, have be a little bit more civilised for a couple of nights if you wanted to. Mm. It's, a, it's a great place to do so. Yeah, I know I know myself and we've done some pretty big trips. Uh, we've got an off-road van here and we've also got a caravan, but we've also have a camper trailer. And I know when you – we've done some big trips where we've been away for like six, seven, eight weeks. And then you get back to civilization. Sometimes it's good then just to – Get out of the tent for a while, and we got and, and book a cabin, and and there is there is a and you feel like you're in. Well, for me, it's always been about sleeping under five million stars and sleep booking five star. But for me, mm-hmm. uh, you, the, you get into those, you get into a cabin, you just think, oh mate, what about the luxury here? <laughs> because you've just yeah. spent, you've just, you just, oh mate, I, I remember when uh, years ago, um, my young bloke and I, we did a big trip. We went out into the outback and then went to Birdsville and then. Weamed our way up the centre of the country and across to the coast, east coast, and up to Cape York. And when we got wow. back to we got back to Townsville in Queensland, and booked a cabin. And I said to him, "We'll kick him back." And I said, "Mate, we're living like kings tonight. How good's this?" And I mean, we'll just <laughs> you know, but but the cabins you've got some good cabin options. We'll look at that. Um, two bedroom cabins with ensuite, um, because that's good because that caters for the family. But then there's studio ensuite cabins as well. Yeah, certainly. And those are the ones that have um, been recently renoed as well. So look, they, they offer everything at the park. And as I said, it is, it is traditional in that sense. Mm. Um, and you've got wonderful hosts there as well with Rob and Alison. Um, but yeah, the cabins, you're exactly right. I love the, that analogy of being under five, uh, five million stars oh, instead I love of five it. star. Um, I love that. But yeah, sometimes you do just need to, to not feel like you have to unpack the tent and, and do it all again, especially when you've done such a, a massive trip. So mm. it is that sort of a luxury to, that I think is well-deserved at the end of, of a really big trip like that, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And large grassy <laughs> spots with concrete slabs as well, all neat, very clean and um, and a great spot and a bit of shade around as well, plenty of trees. And it yeah. pretty, pretty warm out there too, especially in summertime. But even in mm. the wintertime, I mean, there's nothing to stop you from going for a swim in the pool and and kicking back and relaxing after a hard day and then, you know, have a, you know knock yourself up a barbecue and just kick back. That's the thing I like about caravan parks. It doesn't matter. when If you go away on a, on a holiday, this is this, this, this just me, right, Laura? It can take, mm-hmm. if you go away, it can take, you know, a bit of time to switch off, right? So you, you yep. might be right. But when you go to a caravan park, whether it's this one or any caravan park, you switch off instantly. The minute you pull up in a caravan park, You'll see someone walking past holding a beer or someone else is doing something around the barbecue. <laughs> the kids are on push bikes. There's things happening and you've got no alternative but just to switch off straight away. You're just the atmosphere. Everybody in there is doing the same thing that you are. And it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter whether you're a multimillionaire or a battler. You're all in there and, uh, and everyone's having the, you know, having the same experience and just enjoying that lifestyle and that kickback lifestyle, I call it, um, you know that that's what it is. When you kick back in a caravan park, you you, you that, that's what happens. I mean, I love nothing more than getting off the grid and getting going camping and all that. But I also love my caravan parks. I always have, and uh, and I think you know this is a beauty. Some of the um, some of the sites there on this particular park in in uh, in the Alice. I mean, you need that shade, and they, and they look like like nice grassy shady spots 
with plenty of trees around. Which is, yeah, which is what you need. Look, another great park, plenty of facilities, plenty of accommodation options there. And you mentioned the hosts a couple of times. For them to be there, that, that's what can make or break a caravan experience. If that's the, it. You know, if the hosts are friendly, I remember I went to a top park at Broken Hill. I'm not sure if you've been to that one, but I've been out there to the to the park at Broken Hill. And mm-hmm. of an afternoon, the hosts, every afternoon I was there, and I was passing through and we did some video sh- um, footage around the place and we basically just based ourselves in there. And at that particular time I'd been working at the Adelaide four-wheel drive and adventure show and came back through Broken Hill, hooked up with a cameraman. So I just grabbed a cabin. But every afternoon, the hosts of the park, like the managers, would bring cheese platters, like cheese and biscuit platters, right? It wasn't nothing fancy, but all <laughs> over to the pool area. And it was like Happy. this congregation every afternoon at 4 o'clock. Because when I was there, somebody said, oh, mate, are you going to come over to the pool area at 4 o'clock? And I said, what's doing? And they said, oh, no, they put on cheese and biscuit platters and a bit of music. And it was unbelievable every afternoon at 4 o'clock. And what that does is it just forms this little community of the people that are there at that time. Now, there's not the same people there every day, obviously, because people are moving on. Some people are still there, but you know what I mean. Like, there's, But it, but, yeah. but the... But what it does, it just gets that sense of community within the, you know, within the confines of the caravan park, and that's because the managers make it that way. And it was as simple as Jack's biscuits and cheese, but it made the stay for the people that were staying there so much better. And when you, you're talking about the Winter Sun Cabin and Caravan Park, and they've been there for you know nearly twenty years, uh, I'm pretty sure they're, they're they're very warm and very welcoming hosts. They most certainly are. They've got it down packed. Um, and you're exactly right. You, it's, you, when you when you pull up at the gate and no matter how, where you've come from or how far you've travelled, and once you get set up and you're exactly right when you see somebody else walking around with a beverage, you think, oh, mm. my golly, that looks good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you get mm. straight into it yourself. Uh, mm. And it's, it's completely immersive. You can't help but just but relax because everybody else around you is, so chilled out um, yeah. and enjoying themselves. And so, yeah, when you have hosts like the McIvers up at Broken Hill and, um, and Rob and Allison here at Winter Sun mm. and uh, all of our top parks across the country, the hosts are what make it. And because they love the industry, they love to get out there and have a chat with their own beer and, mm. and bring out the cheese and crackers. And it's, it's something so simple that it really does mean a lot to travellers. Yeah, um, that's right. And our hosts love it. Yeah, that's right. There's, there's no... I know it's it's not a big thing, but it is, and like I said, it just mm. it just creates that feeling of you know community that you know we're all you know and, and you stay, you meet so many people and or, <laughs> and we and, and and I don't think and I've stayed in a few top parks and I know okay you, we, we're doing this in partnership with top parks, but before this, I mean I'd stayed in a few of them. I mean even the one we, we spoke about one in Tamworth a, a few weeks ago. I've stayed there a couple of times. The same thing, just really good yeah. hosts and you meet people. And I'm, I was there for the Country Music Festival and every oh, afternoon, God. every afternoon, you know, you know, all these regular blokes that were, you know, because it was that hot, you know, all hanging around the pool and having a few beers and, and kicking back. And, and the way they treat you there, the same thing, you know, that one of the managers come out and, and escort you to site, make sure that you can... You know, reverse your van in without any problems, and make sure you're comfortable, and ask you if there's anything you need, uh, things like that. And uh, it just makes a, a bit of a difference. It's real personal, and uh, and people don't forget that, which is probably why your chain of caravan parks is so successful because of that. I reckon it's just, um, you know, you got people like Rob and Allison, same thing up in the territory, warm, welcoming hosts. It just makes a, a difference. And uh, and mm-hmm. and people remember that, and they'll always go back. Good one, mate. Good park um, this year, uh, this week, and uh, obviously we uh, we were speaking about the road trip this week, which is Central Australia, which is an absolute cracker of a road trip. And there's your accommodation option right there: Alice Springs Winter Sun Cabin and Caravan Park. Laura, don't be a stranger. Make sure you come back on from time to time. I would absolutely love to. Whenever you get sick of Michelle, you just let me know. Yeah, no worries. You, you, can, you can battle it out. Can... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. No, well done, mate. It's, a, it's a great to have you on and, again, um, and good information uh, that you've given us. So well done. We'll, we'll talk no, to you very most soon. Welcome. No worries. Sounds great. No worries at all. <laughs> very, very good. So there it is. You can check out the website, uh, topparks.com.au. Make sure you do that. 
topparks.com.au. Check it out because you can become a part of that G'day Rewards member program as well. It's an absolute cracker. And as I've told you before, not only do you get great deals in uh, top parks all over the country, but it's certainly a lot of other bonuses as well. So make sure you do that. Check that out, topparks.com.au. And that is Road Trips Australia this week. Certainly do thank you for tuning in. Thanks for the feedback as well. Don't forget you can send emails anytime. Suggest any road trips that you may have been on that you want us to cover. Just go to bluecollarmedia.com.au, click on contact, and we certainly will take that on board. And happy for any information that you give us, bluecollarmedia.com.au. Come on, what are you waiting for? You've all been on a road trip. If you haven't done one, you need to do one soon. Tell us about yours, bluecollarmedia.com.au. But that is Road Trips Australia this week. We'll be back to do it all again next week. We'll see you then. On the road with no address when you're out on a